Welcome to the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. Join us as we discuss the importance of clerical and administrative roles and their impact on the healthcare industry. Hello, welcome to episode 20 of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. I'm your host, Siobhan Atkins. So today we're going to get started with just a reminder You can visit our website and scroll down to the bottom to check out the Pro Trainings link. Uh, Pro Trainings offers different courses, including basic life support, HIPAA. They even have something for COVID now, as well as other programs like self-defense and PALS and all kinds of different things. And and most of these are available online. And there's a discount code available for you there on the website. If you like to keep track of your day-to-day, you can uh, also click on the link for our different journals that we have. There's some affiliate uh, discounts for you. You have Best Self as well as the Law of Attraction Planner. They're both great. I think the Best Self journal is is really good if you're more so trying to be organized. And the Law of Attraction is is definitely, you know, going to give you that positivity that you may need for your everyday life and work um, environment. And then we also have Zilul who provides different frames, eyeglass frames, and there is a buy one get one 50% off link on our website. They have great frames. I, I have purchased three new frames last year and they're all very sturdy. They look beautiful just how they appeared on the website. So please uh, visit medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, scroll down uh, to the bottom of the homepage and you'll find those links there. So today we're going to talk about work-related stress. This has been quite a topic, especially in the last couple of years. You know, it's not that it's a new issue. I think more people have experienced it in the recent times. Uh, So there, I'm just going to provide a couple of ways that you may be able to combat that or deal with it. And, you know, starting with speaking to someone who can change things because work-related stress usually directly relates to work-related issues, policies, you know, lack of communication within your team, maybe lack of direction or instruction, perhaps the resources that you need are not always available to you when you need them. Um, And those are sometimes easily resolved and sometimes more difficult to resolve. However, always speak to someone who can make a change or who can assist you. Because what we tend to do, especially in a work environment, we'll go ahead and talk to everyone else about all these issues that we're having. We we never have enough of this. We're, you know, we're always running out of X, Y, and Z, but no one is, is bringing that to the attention of the person who can make it better right? Or who can put a policy in place or who can put a process in place or who can make someone else in charge of it so that it doesn't go um, by the wayside. So you want to speak to the people who, whether it be your supervisor, a lead, a physician, a manager, an administrator, you know, always go to the people who can make changes. Because if you have this conversation with five other people before you get to the person who can actually do something, you're even recreating the stress you know you're you're creating more of an anxiety within other people and say oh yeah i have that issue too you know if you know that there's a problem you can deal with it directly with the person who can help you with that uh whether it's in person meeting email memo uh internal messaging system whatever your your job has the next thing i would say is try to leave work at work now if i'm speaking directly to medical receptionists at this point and usually once you clock out, you're done, right? And you don't have to 
worry about different things happening when you're off because there's someone else to take care of to fill in your, your place, right? Now, sometimes perhaps someone, you get off at three, someone else gets off at four. 4.15, you get a call. Oh, let me tell you about what happened in the last hour that you, you weren't there. You don't need to know that. You know why? It's just keeping you, it's keeping you in a loop that you didn't need to be in. It didn't happen while you were on the clock. It's probably something that is more so gossip related, nothing that you can do anything about. And now this person is bringing you, you know, into an issue or making you aware of something that probably had nothing to do with you. When there are things that have to do with you, you know, your uh, supervisor can bring that up to you or your, you know, management can discuss that with you when you return to work. You know, most of the time you, you shouldn't be getting calls at home unless, you know, there's some direct thing that you dealt with or something that maybe you, you know, forgot to do and, you know, to help someone deal with maybe a patient that's in front of them. But that should be rare because you should be completing your task and completing your you know, messaging and, and things like that. So there should always be a trail of what you've done, especially when it comes to uh, your patient population, right? So try to leave work at work. And, you know, a lot of times we come home, we discuss our day with our spouse or family members or friends. And, you know, that's kind of a normal thing to do. However, make sure you kind of put uh, a limit on that, you know, say once you get home, you know what, I'm going to talk about this for 10 minutes and then I'm going to move on and go enjoy my time with my family or my, you know, friends or have some just peace and quiet to yourself to get your, your mind clear and everything like that. Because if you just go on and on, it's, it's as if you never left work, you never stopped working, you know, so you try to leave work at work as often as you possibly can. And the next thing I would say Utilize your break time and your time off um, to improve your own well-being. So some of the typical things we always hear about, meditation, working out, taking walks, um, enjoying your own hobbies. A lot of times people have hobbies, things they love to do and they haven't done them in years, you know, spending an, even if it's not an hour a day, maybe even an hour a week doing something that you love that is independent, individual to you, just to kind of get bring your mind back and bring some joy, you know, to, to your life. And making time for your family and friends, you know. And during this time, a lot of people have reduced how much they actually go out. But even having something at home, you know, having a theme night or a movie night, that way you don't have to worry about getting dolled up and makeup and hair. You can kind of be comfortable and still relaxing, but with the people that you care about and who, you know, kind of bring that little structure and peace to your life. And if you're someone who loves to go out, maybe then you take that day to get dressed and get dolled up and, you know, because maybe you're tired of wearing your scrubs for, you feel like you've been wearing your scrubs for six months in a row and, you know, haven't gotten dressed. I, mean, I know some people have that as well. So do things that you enjoy doing and just try to make the time. You can go out for two hours. Uh, it doesn't have to be an all night thing. It doesn't have to be a whole day. You know, sometimes you have a lot of other responsibilities outside of work that don't allow you that time. But if you can just find those small moments to bring yourself and get centered and reduce that stress that you've been feeling while at work, that will be very helpful. Mental health has been such a great concern uh, for so many people. And we can only do so much with our meditation and our taking our walks and our deep breathing techniques. If you are having the type of stress or anxiety or depression, 
that may not directly be related to work, but some of it may, you know, be increased by your work environment, you may need to seek professional help. And I recently read, uh, I think it was, it's probably like a meme or something where it basically said, speaking with your friends is not therapy. It's helpful, but, you know, clinical, you know, psychologists and therapists will help you develop a plan. And that sometimes is what's lacking when we are discussing some of our concerns or issues with our, you know, family and friends, you're usually not walking away with a plan for the next three to six months of how to improve your situation or improve how you're feeling or improve, you know, your daily emotional state. So that's why you need professional help. Definitely seek that, you know, look into your insurance, see what they have available. There are so many resources now where you can you don't even have to speak to someone if you're not ready. They have texting applications. They have all kinds of ways to do therapy with telemedicine. You know, obviously we still have in-person opportunities and you have people you trust. Maybe you inquire with them, you know, who are you working with? Have, have you, do you like your, you know, your therapist? Cause it's kind of hard for people to find someone that they can truly connect with. And I'll be honest, I've heard multiple people say that they had to meet with quite a few people before they found someone that they felt was helpful, but you have to start somewhere, right? So you get started and uh, never be embarrassed or ashamed if you need more than a walk in the park. If your work environment is too stressful and you don't feel like when you have a concern and you're bringing it up that is ever... Uh, being resolved and no one seems to care or, um, you know, that they want to make things better and you don't feel that, you know, a teamwork environment, sometimes you have to find other employment. And I hate to say that, but sometimes if you've tried all that you can and you know that the level of stress that you have is due to things that can actually be changed and no one seems to want to work towards that, you know, together, whether it has to do with the management, uh, the, the setup for your front desk, how you all are, you know, managing um, tasks between each other, whatever that is, you know, at some point, if the, if the position is no longer a good fit for you, you may have to, you know, seek other employment, whether it's a different type of setting um, or a different career choice, because, you know, healthcare is going to have a level of stress that other industries may not come with. So you have to decide whether it's worth it for you, whether it's something you can deal with, whether the time that you're having now is temporary. Maybe your outside uh, life, you know, is a little more stressful at this time, making work harder for you because you, it's hard to focus and things like that. If it's temporary, it's temporary. But if you feel like, you know, you've been somewhere for a few years and nothing has changed and you've done your best to try to encourage some change, then, you know, you may have to start to look for something different. And um, that's just might be in best interest even for your employer. Maybe, you know, you you all just don't mesh well and you need to move on and they need to have someone else in there who um, is OK with how they're running things. And that's just the bottom line. So um, we can't change everyone. We can't change every environment that we're in. We can always try. And if there, people are receptive to that, it's wonderful. And you work as a team to uh, you know, make things improve and work and run more smoothly. Uh, but if that's not the case, never feel stuck if you have options. 
Um, I know it's, you know, depending on where you live, what your situation is, what your transportation is, what your, uh, you know, your salary requirements are and things like that all come into play. But, you know, if it's worth taking a look into the job scene, you should do that as well. So I'm going to read a little excerpt from our medical receptionist handbook to success today. So on page 27 is an excerpt from our best practices chapter. You have a right to communicate with the providers about their patients. You have a right to request a meeting with your manager to discuss your position and responsibilities. Do not wait for people to acknowledge you. You are part of a team. Imagine going weeks without certain parts of your team. Have you ever experienced the sudden absence of a team member? How did it affect your daily operations? Now that's something to think about. And in the book, we actually have a few lines for you, know, you to actually answer that. And these days, many people who have probably never had to experience more than one or two people out at once have literally have had half of their staff out and are working under extreme conditions, especially in a healthcare setting where, you know, you're dealing directly with patients who need your attention and need your assistance. And, you know, for the clinical side, they need that hands-on, you know, and they need the time and they need people to be able to uh, address their concerns and they're working half-staffed. And that's, that is really difficult to deal with. And I don't know that there's the solution for that overall, but there are, you know, there's staffing agencies that have temporary people to come in. There are, you know, opportunities to add part-time staff or per diem staff to offices as well as, um, you know, different practices and facilities. But everyone, you know, was not prepared for that, you know, especially coming into the pandemic. There are places that have never had to use outside staff for additional, you know, staff. They just, we had to go a couple of days or even a couple of weeks with someone out on surgery or out, you know, on a disability claim. And you just kind of picked up and covered. But now when you have people that have to quarantine for five days and at 1.14 and 10 days, it just became overwhelming, especially if you had two to three people out at one time and you're still trying to run your practice in the same way. So these are kind of some of the things that we are dealing with even on a more expansive level right now. And some places are, you know, adapting well and others are just hanging on. And for that, you have to start thinking outside of the box and what else can you do? This is more so for the managers, for your staffing, and how can you have some type of backup? Because if not, you and your staff, will, you know, people are getting very worn out and very overwhelmed by this. And it's, a, it's very unfortunate, but, you know, there are some resources out there. So definitely and reach out to, you know, fellow managers and people who, you know, in your community that are working under the same circumstances. You may be surprised what kind of help you guys can provide to each other. Okay. Our word of the day is stress. What is the meaning of stress? A state of mental tension and worry caused by problems in your life, work, etc. Also, something that causes strong feelings of worry or anxiety, and then physical force or pressure. So, what we mostly discussed today was the state of uh, mental tension and worry caused by problems in your life and at work. So, you just want to most definitely be careful with how 
you are experiencing your work <laughs> at this point. And if you are experiencing great level of stress, make sure you are getting your breaks when possible and that you, you know, take some time to either take that walk around the parking lot, take those couple of deep breaths. It does help calm you down. You know, when you're speaking to a patient who maybe is not the most pleasant and not the most friendly, you take a deep breath before you respond to them so that you have, you know, that you're not just reacting and that you're actually responding uh, to that patient. Um, even within your, with your other coworkers, make sure that you all are still communicating in a professional way, even under more stressful circumstances. And if you need to meet with your management, like we stated in the beginning, you know, you definitely want to bring up the issues so that they know what you need. Because sometimes if someone's not working at the front desk with you or they're not, you know, doing the check-in and helping schedule uh, the telemedicine visits and the office visits, they might may not realize how maybe one thing that changed over the last year is really affecting your time management at the front or, you know, how many phone calls you're actually getting into the office every day. And yes, we expect our managers to know everything, but sometimes, you know, they might be focused on another area, um, just like you're focused on, you know, trying to keep your patients uh, scheduled and, you know, making sure everyone's aware of any wait times and things like that. They might be more focused on other things. So what you can do is just make sure you are letting them know and hopefully they are taking actions and working with you and the rest of your front desk colleagues to create a better environment for not only the staff, but also your patients coming into the practice. So again, this is our first episode of 2022, episode number 20. Thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, please feel free to visit our website at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. You can also find the links to the Medical Receptionist Receptionist Handbook to Success there, as well as the Medical Receptionist Success Training Course, uh, which is available on our website. And you can, if you're interested in purchasing for your group, please email me at info at medicalreceptionistnetwork.com. If you're an individual interested in taking the course on your own, you can just Go ahead and purchase that and enroll yourself immediately. If you have any questions, please definitely reach out to us, contact us uh, via email or phone, and feel free to read a couple of the articles that are up on the website. Again, my name is Siobhan Atkins. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Medical Receptionist Network podcast show. Don't forget to visit our website, medicalreceptionistnetwork.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. If you're looking for a great resource for medical receptionists, make sure you grab your copy of the Medical Receptionist Handbook to Success available on Amazon. Lastly, if you have not subscribed to this podcast, please find us on your favorite podcast player and subscribe today. Until next time, keep being amazing.